0: Sometimes, don't we just start journeys right that way? We go walking through the woods, and we get lost. We think we know what direction we're going, but then there's this kind of little shortcut here, and we look at that shortcut, and it looks kind of appealing, and we think that shortcut's going to save us some time, right? Because shortcuts always save you time, always. That's what they're about, shortcut, you know, and walking around in the woods, trying for that shortcut, and then just getting lost, I was up in Angel Fire, Colorado doing just that, took a shortcut, which ended up being the long way around, I was by myself on a spiritual renewal leave, so I was supposed to be in the wilderness, and I was supposed to be alone, wrestle with these things in life, and as I got more and more lost trying to find my way back down, which I couldn't find, there was a bear behind every tree. Just the longer you were going, the longer you were there, the longer I was out there. You know, I could see it was still 4 o'clock, so the sun's still up, but I know it's going to go down behind the mountain pretty soon. And so, boy, bears everywhere. You know, ended up wondering if long enough, far enough, till there was a wider path, which was the first path I was on to start off with. And so the shortcut took me a long way around to embrace fear a little bit. And then when I got back to that wider path, I breathed a sigh of relief and was able to let go of that fear and saying, oh, thank you, thank you, God, that I'm not going to spend the night here in the woods. You know, you got to watch out for some of those shortcuts, shortcuts that say, okay, I really don't need to read the Bible, maybe, shortcuts that say, I really don't need to exercise, Shortcuts that might say, well, you know, I really shouldn't have to tell my partner I love him four times a day. Shortcuts that we try to take that sometimes end us in a wilderness of our own where we have to find our way back. And so Lent is one of these reminders that God constantly invites us to find our way back. Forty days is not an accident, Jesus was not in the wilderness 40 days by accident. In the Bible, that means as long as it takes. Did you know that? It means as long as it takes. No, and the animals were in the ark. How many, how, many, how many days did it rain? 40 days and 40 nights. As long as it took. How many years were the Israelites in the desert? 40 years. As long as it took. You know, so we have Jesus now. 40 days in the wilderness, as long as it takes. And the church celebrates all these reminders of God calling us back through the wilderness of the desert, through the wilderness of the flood, through the wilderness of whatever shortcuts have gotten us in the wrong place into our own kind of slavery, back towards God, back towards the place where we can let go of that fear and rest in God again. Sort of like when we were singing, let there be peace on earth. Some of you who know that long enough, I saw you swaying already in the congregation. You know, it didn't take long. Let, you know, get back in the rhythm of swaying into that love and that peace that God brings us home. So Michael said, we're this season about how are we going to give up fear? You know, it's okay if you want to give up something else too. But how are you going to give up fear this season what in your life as a hold of you has you in some sort of shackles that you need to be released from and dive into a new way of being with enthusiasm? Do you hear how he said it? Give up fear. Are you ready? Give up fear with enthusiasm. People don't always jump into Lent with enthusiasm. You know, because we still keep seeing those bears behind each and every tree. No, but God calls us into this space where we're swaying to that music of "Let there be peace on Earth." What does your wilderness look like? Not all of our wildernesses are the same. You know, yours might be full of trees and others might be full of a desert. One might be your family home. Your wilderness could be wherever it is that you try to sometimes just forget. And in the forgetting, sometimes live there longer than you ever intended to. Because that shortcut took you the long way around. What does your wilderness look like? What is that fear within your heart? And we usually have more than one, but that we can let go of this season. What would it be for you? I can't name it for you. You have to name it for yourself. Fear that I might really be known, and then they won't like me. Fear that... I'm not worthy. Fear that, oh, they say they love me, but they're really going to leave because I'm really not all that good. What is the fear in your heart? I'm going to lose this job, and then I'll lose my house, then I'll lose my car, and what will I do? How do we release those fears, which can be very real as those bears are behind those trees? And we can move with enthusiasm into addressing The wilderness that God has before us. It says, Come back. It's a journey, but come back. Do you know the story where the wild things are? Do you know the story where the wild things are? They've made this the children's book into a movie now. It's the story of this kid that just can't control himself. Life is changing too fast, and he can't take it. Mom's got a new boyfriend. Older sister has friends and leaving him alone, not playing with him. And he just can't take it and he can't control himself. So he puts on his little animal suit and becomes a terror. And they even say, boy, you are just a wild thing. You know, and as the storybook goes and the movie goes, he just can't handle this anymore. And so he goes into his own wilderness journey, into his own space. And as he goes into space, he meets wild things there. You know? These crazy creatures, they look sort of like this in the movie. You know, there's a lot of them there. But it's really fascinating when he goes on this journey into the wilderness, each and every wild thing is actually one of his fears. One of the things he's afraid of. The one in this photo with a little horn on her nose says, well, will you take care of the sadness? You know, Will you take it away from us so that we never have to feel it again? You know, and he, with his bravado, says, "Yes, I have a sadness shield." Does it sound like a shortcut? That makes you not have to experience it. Instead of going into the wilderness of the sadness that is before him, he wants to take these shortcuts. So he spends time with all these beasts in this place, and he starts the real exploration with enthusiasm. Do you know the line? Let the wild rumpus start. Let the wild rumpus start. Let go of fear. Let the wild rumpus start. So throughout the movie, he ends up dancing and playing and building with all of these wild things that represent his fears. And at the end of it, he is then able to go home because he recognizes that it'll still be there. But there is a hot meal waiting for him. It's not a bear behind the tree anymore, but there's a hot meal waiting for him, and he finds his way home. Can you enter Lent with Let the Wild Rumpus Start? I'm gonna dance and meet all of my wild things. I'm gonna find out what it is that I'm afraid of that's keeping me from love, that's keeping me from God. And I'm gonna do it with enthusiasm. You know, I'm going to do it with it. So, because sometimes when you hear about these things, St. John of the Cross calls it the dark night of the soul. Sound very enthusiastic. If you read the book Pilgrim's Promise, they call it the sloth of despair. You know, I much rather us think of letting go of fear as jumping into it with enthusiasm and let's let the wild rumpus start. Because our lives are worth it. Our relationship with God is worth it. The journey that we are on our whole lives to know what love is, is worth it. And so I want you to imagine Jesus this day. He's just gotten baptized. And the Spirit puts him in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, it doesn't say much in this story in Mark, the first story. The later stories in Matthew, Luke, expand upon this. And you may know some of those temptation stories. But Mark doesn't tell those. Mark essentially just says, the Spirit put him in the wilderness, and there in the wilderness he was with Satan and the wild beasts and angels. And Mark doesn't tell it like one's better than the other. Imagine Jesus going into the wilderness saying, let the wild rumpus start. I'm called into this wonderful thing, transforming the world. What are my fears? What can come in the way? Mostly me can come in the way. What is it? You know, and I want you to hear in this story, when they use the word Satan, in the Jewish understanding, there was no being or created evil thing that was called the devil or Satan. It was just that energy that would accuse you, that would stop you, that would create a barrier. So Satan wasn't a being out there. So the accuser was there with him in the desert. And Jesus says, let the wild rumpus begin. What is the worst things I can accuse myself of? Oh, God, I'm a fraud, and this is going to fall apart. How do I make my way through it? So in the Mark reading, they're the same. There's not one priority over the others like there are in the other Gospels. Satan, wild beasts, angels. So here is Jesus. Let the wild rumpus start. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready in your life to wonder what all those things are together? Will you stay in the wilderness long enough? Sometimes we just want to put a toe in, right? Forty days and forty nights as long as it takes to come onto the other side where we experience God's love. And embrace that love over the fear. I am a science fiction buff and I've been reading these little books called Divergent. You will know about some of those? Alina shaking her head on the front row. It's about as deep a material I can take when it's for recreation. And so as I'm reading this book, there's this wonderful thing they have about fears. And I say, we could use that. They inject a chemical in your neck so you go what's called your fearscape. scape. You know, and as you go through your fearscape, it starts with the top ones and then goes down to the deep ones. And on this one character whose name is Four, because he has four fears, is pretty remarkable because they say usually you have about 15. So imagine trying to go into the wilderness with your 15 fears. So he has four fears. It starts off with ones like height, fear of height. You know, then it goes into fear of confinement in his little fearscape. Then it goes into, he's a military person, and what if he's ordered to shoot someone who's actually an innocent? A little bit deeper into his fearscape, what happens there? Then the last one, the deepest of all, is the fear of when he was a child and his father abused him. Those fears just mapped out. And in the show, it said he would go back into it, back into it, back into it to try and sort it out, to try and conquer it. I don't believe this is about conquering. I think this is about letting God enter into each of those spaces of fear in our life where then love emerges. It might be a good thing to be afraid of heights. You know? At least my partner Walter tells me it's a good thing. (laughs) You know? But where do our fears... we, We don't have a trick, maybe, to know what they all are. They have to unravel over time, and it takes time. And maybe it takes those 40 days of intentional look to see what those are that we can then let go of. Will you take the time? Can you handle the silence? Can you listen for what emerges? This is the discipline of Lent. Can you do that with enthusiasm? Oh boy, now I'm going to go sit and be quiet for 10 minutes. Because for some people, that's an eternity. (laughs) Can you do that with enthusiasm? If you encounter some of those wild things, will you stay, or will you pack up and go? If you encounter some of those things right in your own life, where if you listen to them long enough, they may not be so wild. They may have a truth you need to uncover. And in the end, you know what? they might end up having really been angels all along. Right there in the midst for you to learn the next step you need to take to love. To name what the barrier is and to let go of it. And sometimes we just wonder, just is God that good? You know, I'm feeling in this sloth of despair. (laughs) Or this night of the dark soul. All these things are going wrong. Does it help to know that Jesus jumped right in? Jumped right in, wrestling with the accuser, the wild things, and even the angels. Angels weren't always something warm and fuzzy, remember? People were often afraid of angels. Will we pack up or will we stay? in this journey of letting go of fear. Can we really know who is who? I just finished watching, for maybe the third time, the movie 42. Have you all seen that? With Jackie Robinson as a baseball player. And all of the adversaries, the Satans, the wild things came up when he was the first black member of a white baseball team. It just came up, not just came up, generations of preparation made it come up so that it was going to be conflict. As you watch the movie, it's really great how it unfolds, how people engage the racism within themselves and others, and how Jackie says, I'm no hero, and then someone looks at him and says, well, you better tell that to every boy in Florida who sees you playing baseball on that team. Because to them, you're a hero. In the midst of the movie, there's this moment in time where this sort of redneck character moves away from his tractor and comes over across the street to Jackie with purpose. And I wonder what he would think at that point in time. Is this one of those wild things? You know, coming to take it out on my hide? Because it looked pretty, pretty challenging. And as the farmer gets across the street, shakes his hand and says, I wanted you to know, I'm rooting for you. Sometimes the wild things become the angels that are in our way for us to learn something new. People saw Jackie as a wild thing, called him such, and worse. And in the end, Jackie was the catalyst for which their hearts grew, many of them. In one of the games, an opposing coach is hurling every slur that he can angrily at him while he's trying to bat. And in the movie, they focus on one of the white players in the dugout who's been one of those who's clung to his racism most dearly. And you see that fellow's face start to be in shock and then in terror and then in fear because what he sees is himself. He sees what he's been holding on to. And in that moment, that person on the other side, that adversary, was able to be used by God to be an angel for that man's conversion. In our life, in our world, God invites us to walk into those wildernesses, to address those fears, even if we don't know the solutions for them. God says, walk into it. Walk into it it with enthusiasm. Say, let the wild rumpus start. And then dance with all those fears together and with everyone else. And at the end of it, let us turn to find a new way to love, a new way to be. But if we don't ever walk in, we'll stay as chained as we ever were. We'll stay embraced by that fear. We'll stay in a place where God continuously reaches out to us saying love but our arms are too closed to embrace it. I want you to read you this quote from Marilyn Adams in the book Feasting. She writes a couple of phrases and she says you know there were for some in which Jesus is the wild beast who refuses to be domesticated into the household of conventional religion. Jesus' disruptive, taboo-violating ministry of touching lepers and bleeding women, of healing on the Sabbath, of eating with tax collectors and sinners was just too much rumpus for them to handle. But he's saying, let's engage. Whatever wilderness you're in today, God is there with you. Fear can turn to love. Whatever wilderness... There is in today, you are in today. We ask you to try to make the shift. That's what Marianne Williamson calls the miracle, the shift. Just the shift in your perspective. And today that shift is from just holding on so tight to fear that your perspective opens up to the possibilities, the unlimited possibilities of God's love. If you're ready for that miracle, then let's say let the wild rumpus start. Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat>